Here we are. Let's crack these open. Let's crack these open. We're trying this. Cheers. So, before we even get started, we're supposed to be thinking about how to introduce this, but I'm just going to go right into I know the guy that made that logo. I do too. Clint Davis? Oh, the logo. Yeah. The I know the guy who designed the rest of the stuff around it. No. Um, His name is Kyle Kastronik. Oh, nice. See, we probably... Here's the fucking funny thing is we know each other but don't know each other, and I'm sure that's going to come out a lot in this podcast. But, um, yeah, I know the guy that did the logo. Shout out to Clint. You guys should follow him on Instagram. Yeah. Shout out to Kyle, who did the rest of the design. Bingo. Which is uh, funny because we still don't know how to introduce the podcast. Right. I want to do like a... I want to come up with like a seven-second like punk song. Um, do you think we could do that, like DIY punk? Yeah. What What do you have for recording? Just the same BS, like my computer, my Logic, and electronic drums. I could We could do something. Okay. We should do it because, I mean... My amp is right there. It's yeah. also a recording interface. Um, yeah, we need to, we need to get on that. It would be funny to. I like your idea of doing like a, a punk song, like a really fast punk song, but then maybe at like the very end, it switches and it's like really fast death metal. Oh yeah, absolutely. Just uh, <laughs> you know what's funny is that that's going to be very shocking to your average listener that uh, might find this podcast. Um, just because they're a dad and they're like, oh, heckin' cool dads. Like, I gotta check this out. Not knowing that we are like the coolest people. Right? I'll drink to that. Yeah, I'll drink to that. Sometimes I don't qu- quite see the cool factor in myself, but you know. Yeah. No, it's funny. Uh, I think going back to the fact that we know each other but don't know each other. We've known each other a really long time. I was actually thinking about this on the way here, trying to really pinpoint when I met you. And it would have had to been oh four when yeah. when I was doing the the band and yep. synced up with your band. We played the show at the warehouse. Yep. Like honestly, I, I think I knew who you were before that because you were in a, a fairly um known band. But yep. I'm pretty sure that's the first time we met. It it if it wasn't the first time we met, it was the first time we like hung out. And, uh, you know, I knew of you because I would, I, mean, always, I would always, well, yeah, I would always, nice. <laughs> I, uh, would always be going through my wife's photo albums or my, at the time, my girlfriend's photo albums, stuff like that. And would see all these. thought you were going to say going through your wife's phone, but no, back to that. No, <laughs> <laughs> I do that. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but, um, we'd go through her photo albums and stuff like that. And she would always talk about this guy, her friend, Jeff money, who, uh, and I don't, I still don't know the origin of that name, but uh, he, this this Jeff had, you know, giant kickwares and <laughs> and ball chain necklaces and stuff like that. Ball chain necklaces with um, hemp wrapped around them. Nice encased ball chain necklaces. So one of those little like uh, glass mushrooms no, on it. No, no doodads. Uh, <laughs> no trinkets. No trinkets. Uh, no, but it's funny that you say kickwares because that was absolutely my uh, large pant of choice. I was very fond of the 32-inch opening bottoms, which, ironically enough, was actually bigger than my waist at that time. It's fucking weird. Um, never did the UFOs, never did the mushroom thing, never did the psychedelic shit, um, but it seemed like that was that was the segue. I mean, people literally went from, like, kickwares and jinkos and uh, what's the other big one? Menace. Remember Menace? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they had fantastic pocket designs. 
Uh, <laughs> um, big embroidered yeah, kangaroos. Super, exactly. That, that's I had those. I had the ones with the kangaroos with the boxing gloves on. Don't tell me you skipped all that. I know yeah, you did no, all that. Here's the deal. I didn't skip it. In fact, I wanted to be a part of it really bad. But my family could never afford it. And then when we could, my mom would let me. So, and on top of that, I went to a extremely conservative Baptist high school where you weren't allowed to wear giant pants. <laughs> so best I could get, best I could go was Lee Pipes. <laughs> <laughs> Lee Pipes. Uh, it's like well, the poor man's oh, yeah, big absolutely. ones. They came from Kohl's. Yeah. I mean, primarily. My mom worked at Kohl's. Get out of here. You see? I'm, I'm not lying when I say I, I just know lots of random trivial facts. Um, my mom had a credit card. To Kohl's. There you go. And we would go shopping there. It's funny you talk about it being expensive because that was uh, that was something my mom also said all the time. So I had this allowance when we'd go shopping for school. I'd get like one awesome pair of pants that was like, you know, kickwear or menace or whatever. Um, and then a bunch of pipes um, or other pants. And uh, to supplement them not being quite as large as I want them to be, I would buy them in extremely large waist sizes and then cut them off at the bottom. So it's right around where like a normal human's knee would be. And it was way larger. That's how I got around. It was loopholes. 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 At least it wasn't like, you know how like a lot of kids would just like get tore up, like really high up the back and it would be all dirty. And that was me. That was me. You could not avoid that. Um, it actually, to this day, I have this weird uh, pet peeve where I absolutely hate wet things touching my Achilles. And it, it, all, <laughs> it all stems from having big pants, and it would rain, and it would touch the ground, and then they would touch my ankle, and it would drive me crazy. So for years, I wore tall socks because I didn't want the backs of my ripped-up jeans to touch my Achilles. That makes sense. Yeah. No, I think it's brilliant. Like, I think I'm a genius for that. It's better than, you know, a pet peeve of mine when it comes to pants and is the when, like, 9, 10, 11-year-old kids, and you're very familiar with this, won't stop wearing the pants that they grew out of. And, like, and I'll see kids like that in public where it's, like, they're wearing, like, pants. They're, like, 9-year-olds wearing pants for 6-year-olds. And be like, why are those parents letting their kids do that? That drives me crazy. And then I realized that it, you get to that point and it's just a fight that you don't want to have. And so you just say, you know, fuck it. Do what you want to do. Wear your pants for six-year-olds. Uh, you, like, you look like an idiot. I have a very relevant story for that. So what my kid does is all of his shorts go from being shorts he wears out to being pajama shorts. That's how he rolls. They, they just they progress, and they turn into jamma shorts. We did a purge the other day and cleared out a bunch of his stuff. And one of – okay, so he's nine, about to be ten. One of his pair of shorts was a four or five. I mean, he wears a ten. So you can imagine how far up they were. I actually thought they were underwear for, like, the last year, but, it, like, boxer briefs. They were shorts. So he, he does that same thing. I don't know what that is. And I, I try to inst- like instill a little bit of style. Like, And I know I say that as I sit here in a pair of uh, joggers and uh, a T-shirt that I've had for approximately seven years. And it has a hole in the... I thought you were, fl- I thought you were flexing. No, no. I wouldn't, I would, I wouldn't do it's that. It's got a hole right... No, I wouldn't do that right now. Uh, no, it has a hole in the armpit. And it's... It, I just refuse to get rid of this shirt. I don't know why. I think it's because it fits me and doesn't make me look fat. 
it makes you look stacked. I look, I mean, you met me when I was about 130 pounds. Um, I wore a size 28 waist. I'm uh, easily oh. a 32, 33 now. At, the, at that time, I probably wore a size 6. You know. You motherfucker. <laughs> Yet, that is one trend I never did, which is awesome. I, I never did the girl pants thing. Oh, man, I was all in. How all did the, in. How did you even get introduced to, you know what? You want fitting jeans? Like, you should probably just put girl jeans on. Like, how did that become a thing? You know, I... Man, this was... Okay, this was the summer after high school. So I was 17, turning 18, and um, was moving to Ohio from Michigan. And at the same... Around the same time, I was getting kind of fully into the, like, emo scene. You know, you're, like, talking, like, you know, sunny day real estate, like the old school, late nineties, early two thousands emo stuff. And, uh, was also kind of getting into the more, um, scene story, hardcore and the early metalcore stuff. So this, you know, this is 2001, 2002. And, uh, I remember this girl I was kind of seeing, um, we were at Ragarama here oh, in yeah. Columbus. It's a, it's a used secondhand clothing store, but it's like where hipsters sell their stuff. And, um, we're flipping through stuff, and I was just, uh, I was, was like, where, where do guys get like tight jeans? Like, cause it's, it wasn't a thing yet. Skinny jeans weren't a normal thing. And she was like, oh, the all the real emo kids. She literally, I remember her saying, all the real emo kids wear girl jeans. Wow. And so I remember going through the girls section, and I found a pair of low cut, uh, boot cut, um, really tight. You so- jumped right into the boot cut. Yeah, size six. They were the the brand was Caterpillar. <laughs> <laughs> not the uh, not the construction. Literally the construction. No, they, yes. Caterpillar made yeah. women's. Boot and cuts. I remember it. It was my first pair of girls jeans, so I remember it very specifically. This sounds so lame. Uh, it's my. I, I remember it. it like it was yesterday. <laughs> my am, first pair of girl jeans. I gotta be honest. I'm fully invested in but this story. It had, only had one back pocket, Ooh. and the other back pocket. There was the shape there, but it was just screen printed yellow because it was Caterpillar or like their golden orange color or whatever. Yeah. And I had those jeans for a really, really long time. With one pocket, that really limited your options on where to put your sidekick. I was, this was, this pre-sidekick. Pre-sidekick? Yeah. See, that's... I never had a sidekick anyway, but this was, I had like a straight up flip phone. Yeah, I definitely had a sidekick. We'll, we'll, we're going to have to cover that at some point. We'll talk about our cell phones and... Because, I mean, we were we were there before social media, before cell phones. God, that really makes me sound super old. But, uh, yeah, I can remember the first one I got. I remember all that good stuff. Um, I will say that I skipped the girl jean thing. I don't know how I skipped it. I don't know if it was intentional or not. Because I've always been involved in things that became cool, but I was never cool enough to be the coolest of the cool. And I feel, yeah, I know, that was like coolception, right? Um, I feel like there should be like... <laughs> Math problems. Math in the problems, air. yeah. No, so what I mean by that is like, you know, I think we probably got involved in most of the music we, we got involved in coming up at the same time. It was a lot of stuff that was either not popular, um, it was maybe just becoming cool, it was later super cool, things like that. We, we went through all these phases, but there's all these trends and niches that happen during those phases, and I just primarily skip them like i skipped the girl jeans i wore girl jeans one time ever and it wasn't actually because i wanted to wear girl jeans it's because um my band at the time well my old band they were coming back and playing a show and this is when i was not in the band 
and you could get into the show for free if you were dressed as your favorite rock star night. And as a joke, I went as Kent. And so I put uh, girl jeans on. Had a tie, probably. I did. I, well, I don't know if I had a tie. I can't remember, but that was like later Kent, right? Uh, so we had, there was like two different Kents, but I had the short, the hat with the real short bill, um, had some super tight jeans. And I'm, you know, honestly, I think I might have even had my own band's shirt on. Nice. Like one that I designed. Nice. Which, not to tie back to a previous uh, topic that you touched on, but Ragarama. You ever been through there and actually found one of your old band shirts? Uh, yeah. Yeah, several times. I don't know how to feel about that. Yeah. I This this actually, my buddy got this terror hoodie for me at Ragarama for 16 bucks a couple weeks ago. I've been living in it since, basically. Uh, that's a that's still a very relevant hoodie. Yeah, and it's like, I think it's like a pretty much, like, live by the code. I mean, that was yeah. like three albums ago. Yeah. Um, but uh, now I totally lost a train of thought. Oh, oh Ragarama. Ragarama. Yes, finding your own band shirts. Yeah. But a side note to that, because I have, I have. But um, uh, there's actually been like Maranatha shirts there too, which is even funnier because it's like I don't even know people bought our shirts. I didn't but, know you uh, made shirts. <laughs> <I'm sure. laughs> um, uh, but there was one time in Symphony Apparel, which was my older band, um, we got a run of shirts um, from a big printing company. And uh, they came in. Every single one of them had like a, a little square of uh, like a like a little a square outside of the graphic that was just screen printed on all hundred of them. Mm. And at that time, we were too cool to even sell markdown versions of it. We were like, no way, you know, give us a new order. So my guitar player took him to Goodwill or something like that out on the east side, Pickerington, something like that. And uh, um, he a couple weeks later, our friend was at Goodwill and there was an entire rack. <laughs> 100 symphony apparel yeah. shirts oh this was uh, all of them symphony apparel days <laughs> yeah oh wow okay yeah i can't say that that i ever experienced that but um on several occasions i had come across old band shirts because you know the band i was talking about the capital tragedy like we went through where we were cool and then absolutely the most hated band in columbus but that was like right when i was leaving i like to think that me leaving made everybody hate them more i know that's very egotistical but like why would anybody hate me? Colin? For real. Yeah. Like you said, um, I'm a likable guy. A likable guy. <clears throat> Not a lovable, just a likable. Yeah. I did. I got one person to love me, which is cool. My wife. Hopefully your children. Um, yeah. Funny story, though. Like, let's talk about kids for a minute because they're weird little creatures. Um, today, very, very recently, so today, I went to get donuts for everybody. It's something we used to do on... I don't know, Saturday, Sunday. We, we try to do it at least once every couple weeks. <clears throat> it became a, a a weekly thing for a while, and I was like, ugh, you got to cut this off. Last night, he goes, hey, can we have donuts tomorrow? Sure, no problem. I wake up. I'm hanging out. My wife gets up. She's taking care of the kids. I go, hey, I'm going to run and get those donuts. I drive 15 minutes uh, one way to get the donuts, 15 minutes back, five minutes in the store. Um, as you can tell, I don't necessarily live you know, in the city, I'm doing air quotes, in the city. Uh, I live just outside the city. So it's 15 minutes to it. Just outside. Exactly. It, it's 15 minutes to the donut shop. I go, I get it. Everybody knows I like the ones with the chocolate on top. I got three of those. That should be one for me, one for my wife, one for my kid who asked for the donuts. And then I got nine other donuts. About seven of those I know he likes. 
come home, give the donuts, go upstairs, come down, go to get the donut. Why are all of those eaten? Like, there's three. Clearly, <laughs> I wanted... ate all three? No, he ate two, and my wife ate one. Not mad about that, because that was her donut. That was my donut. So I pouted for a little bit, and then I, like, when everybody left the room, I, like, snuck over there and fucking still ate two donuts. But that was my donut. That's what kids do. They do little kid shit, and, like, they get to live under this, like, I didn't know it was your donut. I'm like, there was three! Like, what kind of trivial shit do your kids do that just irritate you? I'm stoked that your kid voice is, like, a, a <laughs> Southern California yeah. surfer, bro. That's yeah. pretty cool. I don't, tri- like, trivial stuff, it... It's amazing to me. The the stuff that bugs me, I feel like, is the kind of cl- a lot of like classic dad stuff that it's mm. like where you're starting to realize like, oh, I totally understand why like my parents were s- so crazy about this. Like, stuff. don't touch my thermostat. Like that, but like, why is the pantry still wide open? Oh and then I God. walk over there to close it and be like, why are there four empty boxes in here? Like wheat thins or pop tarts or you know anything that i might want to grab and i need a snack and i go to reach in there and there's a fucking empty box i mean it it makes me want to throw them through the window uh <laughs> back up yeah extreme yeah, that was yeah. Extreme. of course it was proverbial window yeah yeah no uh it's funny you say that because i actually didn't know that that was like a classic thing absolutely happens at my house and it's not just my kid it's my wife she does it, too. I reach in there to get shit all the time, and it's always the good shit, too. You know, the fucking little bites. There's only four packs or five packs in the whole <laughs> box. They're like $11 a box. Not really, but, you know, I try to buy them when they're on sale. Buy one, get one free, because otherwise it literally feels like they're raping you. So I go in to get the little bites. You know, I've it's always open just enough to get your hand in. You can't see inside the fucking thing. And I try to put it up a couple racks so not everybody can just reach in there and get it. No, go in fucking box just trapped on my hand like i'm waving a box around it drives me nuts the other thing is you know we've taught it, that a couple of our kids have started to to use the toaster and the microwave and things like that by themselves which is awesome yeah don't be wrong so they're always like can we make some can i make some toast yeah fine i don't have to do it anymore cool yeah but then you know i find i go up there and the bread bag is open and there's like three pieces of bread like on the floor on the shelf beneath it and I, it's just like okay Let's put all the pieces together here. Part of it means if you want to keep having toast, you don't want it to be hard before it goes in the toaster. Yeah. No, I agree. I mean, that. so what genius thought about toast in the first place? I know this is like, we're deviating real quick. What genius was like, take that cooked thing, cook it again. (laughs) Shit will be so good if you just fucking cook it again. There's a good chance it might be burnt, but that's okay. Yeah, fucking cook it again. And then I wonder, like, where's the point that you draw the line? Like, how many times can you cook toast? Like, if toasting it and making it harder is the is the point of toasting, like, can I just toast stale bread and I'll be like, this is fine because it's fucking hot. That See? Cost saving. There See, you go. If, if we get nothing else out of this podcast, it'll be little tidbits like that where we might <laughs> we might find ways to save money. Yeah, if 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 one of you people listening to this can save a few bucks because you used a loaf of bread that was left open to make toast, that we have succeeded. Yeah. No, uh, that's one thing I spring for. I spring for good bread. I don't. Do you? No. You have no idea. What, do you even know what that is? Like you know what I mean when I say good bread. I mean that like, like a three dollar. You know. 
That sounds no. That sounds okay. like Jesus bread. <laughs> That's like what you get at like Trader Joe's. And oh stuff. yeah, no, you I have don't to even. Keep it no, the, you have to keep it in the freezer. I'm all the way good on just organic stuff in general. Like just load me up with chemicals. Like, I, agree. I I'm so for science. Just science me the fuck up. Like if you're telling me preservatives are bad, all I'm saying is it's gonna preserve the shit out of this youthful look. Yeah. That's how I look at it. For me, <laughs> that's a good way of looking at right. it. For me, it's it is purely. I just don't have the time or patience for this. You know, it's like I, in a perfect world, would love to be one of those parents who can say, oh, yeah, we only clean eat in this house and all of our snacks are organic and healthy and, and blah, right blah, blah, blah. balance of vegetables. But at the same time, it's like I don't have to pay for breakfast or lunch for my kids because they just get it at school for free yeah. on my taxpayer dime. And, you know, that stuff is just garbage. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like it's it's I I it's regulated more than my household. Yes. For sure. Yeah. I was I was a poor kid growing up and Same. I ate garbage my whole life and I turned out just fine. Heckin' cool if you ask me. So, you know what? No, but but going it doesn't back kill to the that. kids, only makes them stronger. Kelly Clarkson reference? <laughs> no. Since you've been gone? No. Okay. It wasn't a reference right, to that. Well, it is now. I've claimed it. Um, no, but going back to that, so bread. Like, that's the one thing I spring for. And it's it's actually another penny-pinching idea brought to you by Heckin' Cool Dads. Uh, it lasts way fucking longer. Not that bread lasts in my house anymore, but you can go and you can buy, like, three loaves. And I swear to you, the ex- like, if I bought it today, the expiration date will be, like, 25 days ahead. But then you buy that 58-cent, you know, store bread, and it expires, like, tomorrow. I'm like, wow, shit, we're about to eat a lot of fucking sandwiches before tomorrow. And then, you know, I might just risk it and toast it. <laughs> <laughs> See, for, for for us, we go through bread like that anyway, so yeah, I don't even spring for the... Do your kids, uh, are they... So you said they eat lunch at school, yeah. so they don't pack. My See, my kid hates eating at school. We're, we're kind of like, I would love to wake up and not pack his lunch. It, it would save me whatever minuscule amount of time that I feel is more important to sit there and drink coffee. But it would save me that time in the morning, and it's like a fucking, it's like a punishment when I'm like, dude, you got to go in and just ball out at school today and buy food with your card. Like, you're just swiping away. Like, get whatever the fuck you want. Sides, drinks, get two of them. Um, Which is funny, because we actually looked at his lunch account one time, and, like, he was buying, like, two and three lunches. Like, multiple drinks. Hell yeah, was. was. Yeah, I was like, how the fuck did you spend $11 on school lunch? Like, the things are, like, four cents a piece. Like, how did you do that? Then you think, oh, wait, I spend $11 on lunch every day. Every fucking day. <laughs> it is so bad. And ever since I took a new job back in August, uh, my parking situation's amazing. So I can leave and get lunch. And it's like, you never lose your parking spot. It was it was bad in my old building because I would lose my parking spot every day. So I didn't, I didn't leave. We had two full-service cafeterias. So I was like, fuck it. I'm going to go here and pay more than I would to get good food. But I'm going to get bad food. So then I ate a lot of pizza. I work it's smack dab in the middle of downtown and i have every amazing downtown restaurant at my fingertips any given day and shit downtown you have you have shit too oh shit too but here's sure. the thing getting off food for a minute here's what your job affords you that's the coolest shit ever those fucking scooters True. you have those scooters out front that you can just get on and ride around little go scooter things you know people hate them people fucking hate them and i totally get it because they all they came out of nowhere they look super trashy. If there was, like, docks for them, that might be something. But, it's like, 
to walk up and down streets downtown and there's just scooters strewn about laying on the ground. It looks awful. I agree. But they're cheap. And if they and you, you look like an asshole when you're riding it, but if they are not fun as fuck, oh I don't know. God. I I will take them. And I got in trouble. I rode down to one of the uh, to the Audubon Park mm-hmm. downtown, and I was going down the bike path, and a park ranger in a F one fifty on the bike path said, "You're not allowed to ride those on the bike path." Says the person in the truck. In the truck. And I said, oh, I didn't know that. I'm sorry. And she goes, well, we don't have any signs up. It's just the rule. And I'm like, okay. I wonder, like, what the big deal with him is. Like, here's the thing. So you have buses. That's a public form of transportation. You have bus stops. Those only stop at certain places. Then we introduced something better, more customizable, called cabs. Cabs pick you up all the different locations. And then we introduce on-demand personal cabs, Uber, things like that. This is this feels just like the next, you know, the next iteration of that whole thing. So I don't know why these are causing such an uproar if unless it's for like you said, leaving them all over the place, but that's really just an asshole user. Like they should just yeah. you know, like when you get I think when you get on or off them, there's something that you have to like take a picture of it. Yep. And basically say, like, hey, I parked this in a fucking responsible location. Yep. Here's the picture to prove it. It's the assholes that come walking down the street that just ninja kick them into the road. Like yeah. that's the that's the fuckers that are that are doing it. We One just, thing we haven't had in Columbus is the is the um vandalism of them that happens in a lot of big cities where like people really? are hanging them on street signs, setting them on fire, throwing them into the ocean. Uh, so I work with a guy who was doing this on the side. So he, he works in a, uh, or he lives in a, uh, an urban little area, one of the, the hot little areas in town. And he happened to have what's called a nest, which is like birds version of like where you put the fuckers back. Like once you charge them, he had a nest right outside of his house. I mean, at the corner, he could look down and see it. So he said, you know, I'm going to look before I leave work. And it's a 20 minute drive. I'm going to look and see where all the expensive ones are. The ones that give me $12 to charge them, $18 to charge them. And I'm going to go find them, snatch five on the way home, charge them, drop them back out front before I go to work. And he was making enough money to pay his electric bill, which is funny because I was like, well, your electric bill was probably higher because of these. No, it's like, it's a relatively small amount. I don't even want to say an amount because I'll look like an asshole if it's the wrong one, but I feel like it's it's like 30 cents to charge one. No, yeah, I it, it I... It's crazy too because they're they're a culture formed around oops a, a culture formed around um pick, uh, being the charger people yeah and I guess like it's like really cutthroat like oh, it, yeah. like people like race to where there's clusters of them at the end of the day and it's like a it like there's been issues of like fights and like it's crazy yeah. um but I will say this about them I don't I do understand the pushback on them from the being obnoxious standpoint mm-hmm. that, you know, cause it does tell you right when you sign up for it to not ride on the sidewalk, everyone rides on the sidewalk, oh, yeah. weaving in and out of people downtown. It's crazy. I get the pushback on them, but at the same time, the most interesting thing is it exposed and filled a need that people have for getting around downtown. Simple as that. Yeah. People didn't realize that they needed the scooters until they were there. And then all of a sudden it was like, Oh wow, this is exactly what we need. Yeah. No, I agree. Like that's kind of how that's kind of how everything is, right? Like there's this quote that that always goes around. And it, when I originally saw it, I think it was attributed to like Steve Jobs or something, which I you know, 
a million people have corrected me and said, that's not a Steve Jobs quote. I don't know who the fuck said the quote, but the quote is something to the tune of, you got to give people what they need versus what they ask for. If we just gave people what they ask for, we'd still be driving around horse and buggies. We just have more horses on the front. People didn't know they needed cars. You know, we had to do that forward thinking for them. And whoever, you know, wherever we post this, somebody literally give me a link to where that's from. I have no fucking idea. And sure, I could get on the Google. I could bang it up on the Google. Um, but I don't want to. <laughs> I'd just rather somebody just just tell me. Just make it easy for me. Um, the same guy who was uh, charging those, he went to find one one day. And he, he kept – he's like, I'm close. It was a real expensive one. I mean, it was like a $20 one. He's like, I got to get this one. Fucking $20. That's like – a partial electric bill and he goes to find it it's on a bike trail and he's looking he can't find it he looks over somebody had thrown it off like one of the cliffs he's like oh there it is down there that's what i'm saying that's yeah so there are definitely assholes out here and then i also saw um there's a loophole with them apparently if you're a charger some of them turn off at night right you're not you're not allowed to ride them at night i don't remember which company that is the loophole is if you're a charger and you want to go get it at the night your app has to unlock them and allow you to ride them or move them, transport them, right? So I think what a lot of people were doing as chargers is they were unlocking them, riding those fuckers around for free, just partying, and then taking them home and charging them. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, no, it's awesome. Uh, I had one. Downtown Columbus here, there's uh, a bridge that comes down into downtown. So I'm talking about 3rd Street Summit. Yeah. You know, Big, big hill comes down with no lights or anything like that. And there's a bike lane. And I was driving. I was scooting around that thing. And they max out at 16 miles per hour. Like, there's a little uh, speedometer on them. Yeah. And it tells you. And uh, the, I think that's where the governor's set on those things. And I'm coming down that bike trail. And I'm just like, you know what? I'm just going to open this guy up and just go for <laughs> just it. Just rip it at 16? And I saw that thing hit 22 and I'm go. I mean, it's shaking. Yeah. It's uh, and I'm like hoping that I don't hit any like cracks or uh, uh, grates, like sewer grates. Yeah, it was terrifying. The thing was, it does not feel stable. I'll no. tell you that much. But they are so fun, super fun. I wonder if you even have to like. I know this is this is totally random, but I wonder if you have to balance those wheels. You know, like in a car, like when you hit a certain mile per hour threshold, your shit's like like it's it's like you know you got to get your you got to get shit balanced. I wonder if they're balanced for a certain. I'll tell you, some of them are quite rickety these days. Yeah, that's well, that's because people like me fucking bunny hop them yep. off of curbs and everything else. When I came down, um, I was actually at the building your company's in, and that's where I was working out of that week. And you know, we had these long gaps of time between anything I had to do, so I was like, "Let's go ride these fucking scooters." You know, I'm I'm just a guy from just outside the city. I'm in the city. I'm looking to do city shit. Go do some. Go to see some record stores. Yeah, no. See, that's. We'll have to talk about that, but never got into records. Just didn't. I'm digital. I'm so fucking digital. It's just pathetic. But I came in town. I wanted to ride these scooters around, uh, and then immediately. I mean, due to my background in skating, skateboarding, biking, all that good stuff, I was like, I, I see a need. I see yeah. a need to bunny hop this thing. Um, you find those little, those little embankments where it's like, uh, the driveways for cars to go in. So there's that break in the sidewalk and it ramps up just enough. Mm-hmm. There's some, there's some big ones downtown. Like they're, they're not bad. <laughs> they're, they're eight, nine, 10 inches off the ground. I'm like, I mean, honestly, on a good day, I might be able to fucking tail whip this thing. 
I wonder if it goes all the way around. I should have tried that. I will say it, the one place where they're not fun is German Village. Uh, so Brick streets? Yep, brick streets. Brick Anywhere streets. where there's brick streets, scooter, not fun. I don't know. It could be a challenge. It It's not fun. <laughs> no, there was, there's some brick streets actually downtown. I rode on a brick street. Um <coughs> Ooh, just gonna we we need cough buttons. That's a that's no that's a real thing. Like, you know, if you're in a radio or broadcast or something like that, they have those little like temporary mute. Uh, uh, gonna cough button. We see that's what we need. Kill switch. Engage. Engage. Ooh, I see what you did there. Yeah, you see what I did there. Hey, say there, Colin. Why don't you reach me one of them there beers? Oh yeah. Looks like we're on the same uh, beer drinking. Yeah, beer drinking schedule. Thank you, sir. One too many of these, and I'll be falling asleep. We had uh, we had some beers last night. Um, by the way, it was great fucking weather yesterday. I don't know like what your perfect weather is, but yesterday was basically my perfect weather. You know, it, I I will say that today I like the temperature better. But really, because uh, today it's like sixty. Yesterday it was like forty eight or it? something. Like it, it it was it was deceivingly cold yesterday. I didn't even know. I didn't even catch it. My kids were playing outside, and they're like, "Can we go outside without a jacket on?" I'm like, "Sure, that's fine. You know, yeah. you can wear just hoodie or long sleeve shirt." And I went outside to run an errand, and looked at the little temperature gauge in the car, and it was 36 degrees outside. It was like 10:30 a.m. yesterday, and I was like, "Oh shoot, it is deceiving out here, kids. You should probably have coats on." 36. <clears throat> what were your rules growing up? Did you have rules in your family of like oh. certain temperatures where you could switch? out like winter outfits or sp- no. like for us we had like a crazy rule sorry mom if you're listening um that you couldn't unzip your winter jacket until it was over 40 degrees which is now like i said my kids were playing outside 36 degrees in hoodies yesterday i think we we've talked about how like i wear big pants those are drafty <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't matter like what you're just wearing two dresses tied together. Yeah, you really are. Or two skirts. Two skirts. Very long. Those hippie skirts. Yeah. Maxi skirts. Mac- is that what it's called? Yeah. How the fuck do you know that? Come on. Oh, wait. Did, were you a size six in those two? No! Oh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, no, I didn't have any rules like that. Like, you know, my mom, had, she had, I have two brothers. They're both older than me. They're both significantly older than me. Um, one is 11 years older than me. One is 13 years older than me. Yeah, when I met your brothers, I was like... Whoa. Yeah, they're exactly. Like, they're like, and we, you know, what's crazy is like, and we have a different dad. So they have one dad. You know, eleven years later, she's like, "Oh no, I'm pregnant," <laughs> and I'm like, "That was me. It was me." Uh, I have so, nine and I have nine and eleven uh, uh, sisters who are nine and eleven years younger than me. Same thing. Oh yeah. So, so but did they think they were done? And then they were just like, "Oh shit." I don't know. No, never bothered to ask. No, no. See, I asked. I was like, "Yo, what's up?" Moms, um, was I an accident? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yep. <laughs> yeah, damn straight. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, but it, I think to, to add to that, so yes, I was an accident, but like I came from a, a pretty religious household where it was like it wasn't an accident. Like it was God's will, you know? And I don't know if like your family did the same thing. Like I grew up, like I, I was very involved in church and stuff like that. I was in, um, I was an altar boy. Did you have any, like, things like that? Yeah. So you were Catholic? Yes. See, I grew up on the other side of the coin. I, like, straight up evangelical. Yeah. So, I yeah. I went to 
Christian schools, uh, Baptist high school, moved to Ohio, got involved in Pentecostal churches. See, so. moved to Ohio. Where are you originally from? Grand Rapids, Michigan. Really? Yep. Who do you root for? OSU and Michigan? OSU. I went to OSU. Uh, oh, see? See, this is what I mean by, when we started this, we talked about, like, we've known each other for a long time, don't really know each other. Yeah. It's crazy that we probably have so much in common. We have all the same friends. But maybe we just met at the wrong time to where, like, we were already past the hanging out thing. Yeah. And it was like, you know, you had uh, you had family shit and you had obligations. And then you had, like, what you did with your free time, which was music and shows. And we always saw each other at music and shows. Mm-hmm. But we just – we never really made it a point to, to hang out, which is crazy considering um, my kid who's now a year and a half old, your wife – watched for quite some time and so i actually saw you guys more during that during the pickup and drop off and got to know you both better then than in the past i mean x amount of years i don't know how many but it's crazy how that works yeah it's so crazy yeah Yeah, i moved here uh, when i was 18 to go to ohio state dropped out nine months later uh joined the symphony (laughs) apparel really and that and then met my wife and stayed i like i like columbus a lot yeah it's funny so many people who live here, who were born and raised here, can't wait to leave. They always come back, though. Yeah. Because it's a great city. I agree. Um, for years, I tried to leave. I mean, countless times I tried to leave. Something always accidentally kept me here, whether it was like a relationship I was in at the time or like a job or I wasn't ready. Um, you know, I my dream was always to go to California. And that's funny how this works because this is going to take us back to a piece we talked about earlier. Wet jeans on the Achilles. I want to go somewhere where there's no precipitation. (laughs) I do not want rain. I don't want fucking snow. I don't want anything. Like I want to, I want to appreciate that when I come home to visit and I'm like, Oh fuck. Yeah. I get to buy this cool jacket because it's cold enough for a jacket. And then I want to go out there and live in great weather all the time. And so I tried to go to California. I was going to say San Diego is your city. That that would have been my city. Uh, I was supposed to move out there with Kyle and we just didn't, which you know what? It doesn't matter because, like, I actually, like you said, my plan was to go out there and, like, do some living and then come back here, you know, raise a family, stuff like that. So that's the type of things, like, Columbus is great for. We're great. We have urban. We have country. We have everything in between. We've got a lot of entrepreneurs. We've got a lot of startups. You can pretty much do whatever you want. Got a lot of big corporations, too. I mean, it's it's just, yeah, I I love it. And, you know, it's truthfully, it's it's really just very similar to Grand Rapids. It's a bigger version, which which I'm... Yeah, less potholes. We have a lot of fucking potholes, but I think it's less than Michigan. Oh, absolutely. Jesus. There, no tax money goes to potholes, or goes to the roads in Michigan. No. It's crazy. Yeah, there was a joke for a long time that... You remember those quarters? They'd come out, and they'd have uh, the different states on them, and then everybody was like, oh, when the OS, when the Ohio State quarter comes out, it's going to have an orange barrel on the back. Blech. Yeah, I was like, eh. Honestly, I see where it's coming from, though. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we do have a lot of orange barrels. Um, so, which leads... I actually want to talk about something. So, puns, right? Okay. I was thinking about this yesterday. Are dad jokes just puns? Did we just rebrand puns to dad jokes? Pretty much. It's because, I mean, it, I mean, like, I remember growing up and my best friend's dad was very punny. Yeah. And... Jeff Punny? Oh, oh, see, I fucking geez. I did a pun you about did. my name. Like, wow. that's the ultimate dad thing. And then you immediately attributed it to dad jokes. That's what I'm saying. Like, so I yeah, I, you know, I would say 
Yeah, that really is. I can't think of many dad jokes that aren't just puns. Yeah, I don't know when that happened. Like, at some point, puns just became dad jokes. We just rebranded them, and then all of a sudden, they were a bad thing. Like, are, were puns a bad thing? Like, I don't remember puns being a bad thing. Well, I wouldn't call them a bad thing, but I do, like, when my friend's dad would say a pun, we it, we would always go, oh, that's a groaner, you know. A so groaner. It was, it was still kind of like, okay. Yeah. But it was never a bad thing. Were puns ever supposed to be funny, though? Or were they just supposed to be smart? That's a good question. Because that would change my perspective on them quite. Like That's what I'm no, saying. No, I'm like, just trying to be clever. Yeah, it's that's exactly. Clever is a good word for it. So that's what I was thinking on the way here is like, I always go, oh, dad joke or hashtag dad joke. But like, I don't know that puns were ever intended to be funny. I think they're just clever. Yeah. But they are pretty funny. I fucking love them. And I don't, <laughs> I don't even know when I started loving them. Uh, my introductory to parenting was as a stepfather. So you have how many kids? Three. Three kids. I have two. Um, I don't consider, you know, my stepkid a stepkid. I, I consider him my kid. And, you know, everywhere we go, people think he's my kid. Like, what? knowing me before meeting my wife and, and stepson and stuff like that, did I give you the impression that I was the stepdad, father type? I, the I could see you. I could. Oh, I could see you having a kid for sure. Mm-hmm. But I. I wouldn't say it, it's not just you. It's like anybody I know who's a stepdad. It's like I don't think you ever expect somebody to be a stepdad. Yeah. But though, just the way our culture works, it is absolutely inevitable that there's going to be a lot of stepdads. Oh yeah, and so and, and more every day. Yeah, like and, people just don't treat kids like they're permanent anymore. It's crazy. And so, like, um, so I would say no. I I I wouldn't pin the stepdad type on anybody, mm-hmm. mostly because I had a terrible one. Really? But uh, um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's it is really interesting to think about how many uh, we're gonna have an entire uh, community of stepchildren that yeah. are just. It just it, it to your to your point is exponential. Yeah, it, I don't know I, if you're experiencing this right now. I'm experiencing this. Is you know because uh, you got how old were you when you got married? I mean, twenty nine. No, no, dude. How old do you think I am? This this will really show you that we don't know each other. You're thirty four, thirty five, right? Thirty six. Thirty six. I'm thirty fucking six. So you got married when you were thirty. I'm the same temperature that you said it was in your car yesterday. <laughs> Well, I'm 35, so... That's also how many ounces are in a brick of cocaine. Oh. <laughs> Fun fact. Straight off fr- the brick. I learned it from 2 chains, but go on. Uh, his new record is it's a fucking, fucking fire. banger. It's fucking banger. It's so, a banger. Let's go back to that in a minute. NCAA. Stick, anyway. Stick with the fucking uh, stuff. But, uh, you know, it's it's really interesting to me. So you, you and I don't really relate too much in this way of, like, I got married when I was 23. Mm. You got married when you were 32, 33. It was, like, four years ago? No. Three years ago? We, we Yeah, so this this September will be three years. Jeez. I know. Fucking, I don't, I don't understand when I got so bad at, like, remembering time frames. But it, I am really bad. And if yeah, my so, wife listens to this, boy, she's going to be fucking liking and commenting and telling you exactly how bad I am. I am fucking terrible at time frames. Uh, you know, okay, so I'm going on 12 years here. Of uh, marriage? In two weeks. Oh, that makes sense. And Your so, one kid's what, 10? 
11? Almost 11. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I got married when I was 23. And around the same time, especially those of us who were really involved in the evangelical church, 22, 23, that's around the time you get married. That's yeah. just the way it is. And uh, so all of my friends were getting married, some having kids, uh, but we were generally kind of ahead of the curve on, on the kid thing. Um, but here we are 10 years in, 12 years in for us, but the general time frame of about 10, 15 years, mm-hmm. we're starting to, I'm starting to watch the statistics pour in. And it just, it's, it seems like every couple of weeks, another one of my friend's marriages or long-term relationships ends. And it's just like, it's scary for yeah. one. Cause it's like, when's the other shoe going to drop for us? I don't think it's going to. Yeah. And I, Dear God, hope not. You but guys are very resilient it's, people. It, but it's weird. It's weird. I appreciate that. It's weird. You know what I mean? I don't know if you're seeing this around you, but I am watching literally I've just been, like I people mean, dropping like flies and it's crazy. And all due respect to all of my friends, I'm not trying to throw anybody under the bus or talk shit because your story is your story. But it's just so crazy to me. Um, so as your elder, Colin, uh, I've been seeing it for quite some time. And I wonder if that's because differences of how we grew my up. My elder by one year. Are you 35? 35. See, again. You graduate in 2000 or 01? Define graduate. Did I acquire a document? A general education degree? Yes. Hell I, yeah. I got you my did. fucking GD. So, so I was supposed to graduate in 2000. Okay. So you're one year, fully one year older than me. Yeah. So I was supposed to, yeah. I was always like the young kid in class. Me too. Um, you have a summer birthday. birthday. Yeah, summer birthday. July 18th. August 13th. Born on Friday the 13th. And like people will be like, oh, that explains a lot. Like I I fucking hate that. Like I always get that. That explains a lot. I would totally agree. Anytime somebody says that explains a lot. Yeah. It 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 isn't a compliment. It's not a compliment. People even might think they're making a compliment, but it is not. Oh, that explains a lot. You know what it is? It's a dad joke. It's a pun. Well, it's a, it's a, no. That's not a pun. Wait a minute. So here we go. There, it is kind of a dad joke, but it's not a pun. Yeah. So maybe there is another layer to dad jokes. It's that are not it, puns. It, uh, on top of that, but it is. It's also just a, a bald face judgment. Bold face judgment. Yeah. That explains a lot. But I feel like I feel like that's such a common thing. Like people just say that because they think it's oh, it's a funny thing to say. I don't think anyone ever really thinks that explains a lot. Like, that doesn't explain shit. Like, what does that explain? Let me put this into perspective. My best friend, Mm -hmm. homeschooled. Okay. Okay. And, man, we bust his balls about it like crazy. Mm -hmm. And so does everybody else, because that's what you do to homeschoolers. Yeah. Sorry, Chris. Um, But the – and I know how much it drives him crazy, but the amount of times I've heard him say I was homeschooled and heard somebody else say, well, that explains a lot – Oh boy, you know it's like I could feel a little. Uh, you can watch a little piece of him die every time somebody says that. Yeah, I always get it when I say it's awful. When I say I was born <laughs> on Friday the thirteenth, and like maybe I should just fucking stop telling people. Like if I want to stop hearing it, I should stop setting it up. It's like you know the bump set spike, like the volleyball thing. It's like I'm the bump in the set, and they're like, yeah, that explains a lot. Fuck yeah, that explains a lot. I'm just like maybe I should stop setting them up if I want to hear it. I'm doing yeah. it to myself. Um, no, speaking of. Uh, Speaking of graduating and should have, I failed seventh grade. Nice. But seventh grade. Yeah, I know. But let me let me like let me explain. Like let me defend myself, right? 
I didn't judge anything. No, I know, I know, but I always feel the need that I gotta explain. Like it was completely my fault. Like I accept full responsibility. I did it on purpose, basically. I went to public school from K through five. Same public school. Um, just off of Parsons Avenue. It had a very eclectic mix of people. It's in what's now well, what even then was known as German Village, but it wasn't it didn't have the prestige around it that German Village has now. Like people say People think like, oh, you live in German Village, damn, you must be rich. Oh, you went to school in German Village, it's like, eh. <laughs> like you, eh, I don't know. Like you could either be rich or you could be from across Parsons, which is like notoriously a, a bad area, right? So I, I went to public school. Um, I was a, a great academic student. Like I got great test scores, but I was in peak every fucking day. And if you don't know what peak is, it's like in-school suspension for when you're acting out. Um, is that a Columbus City School thing? It's because my kids talk about it. It must be. Um, I've said it before, and some people, even outside of Columbus, have understood it, and some people have been like, hey, what's that? So I just feel the need. Like It's like in-school suspension, but it's not in-school suspension. Like It doesn't go on your record. I'm sure there's a record of it somewhere. But like basically when you're fucking around in class, it was like a way to go to timeout and still have to do your shit. So they would send me to peak, damn near every day because I was class clown just always you know acting out excuse me and I think a lot of that was was actually because I was so insecure like I fucking looked a train wreck (laughs) as a kid I don't know what you look like as a kid but I had the thickest fucking glasses and this is long before technology existed to give you uh, lenses that didn't make your eyes look like fucking frogs so I was constantly like just feeling mad insecure with my spiked up hair and my super thick glasses and my ears that were way too big for my fucking head. Like they were just <laughs> way too big, super thin, super skinny. Um, and then they would, you know, they would go, go to peak. And I'd take my fucking schoolwork and I'd go to peak. And then I'd go to peak and I would act a fool in peak. So they'd put these like three part divider around me. So I couldn't even look at the other assholes that were in peak with me. And I would draw Ninja Turtles on it. Like that was like my, my, K through five, right? That being said, I actually got straight A's K through five or whatever they graded you on. I don't even know if it was A's. It might've been ones and twos or whatever fucking weird right. rating system they had, but I got straight good grades. Um, in second grade, I even scored like super fucking high on this test where I was like in the top 1% title of the state. Like everybody was like, holy shit, he's super smart, but he's an asshole. That being said, I'm going to round this back to my brothers. So my brother's were really big assholes. When they hit middle school, they were the baddest fucking kids. They were into all the wrong shit. Like bad, like bad, or like bad, like the baddest kids. No, dude, they were bad, like, like, like carrying cool nunchucks. Bad? Like fucking carrying nunchucks. That's cool bad. Yeah, that's cool bad, but that's also like, they were like, you know, they were starting to get into like bad shit, like shit that can get you prosecuted. And, you know, I even remember like looking outside and the fucking cops were out there and they were bringing one of my brothers home. It was crazy. And I was like, holy shit. Um, so my mom attribute a lot of that to the middle school that was around us. It was a Columbus Public Middle School. She thought it was the school's fault. Not that we just had badass kids in a badass area. Like, she thought it was the school's fault. So for middle school, she's like, you're going to Catholic school. And I said, no, I'm not. It turns out you can't really make those decisions as a fifth grader. (laughs) Like, I'm not allowed. So she sent me to Catholic school with the help of my grandmother. You know, they, they... funded the tuition by any means necessary and same thing my my grandma bankrolled my oh yeah private school yeah they were like 
they're like, fuck these little badass kids. Like, we're going to pay to put them in non-badass kid school because that was, you know, we need religion. Like, that's what it was. They were like, you need Jesus, like, clearly. Um, so I go to sixth grade. I actually have to go to Catholic school. I didn't do a motherfucking thing in Catholic school. Like, sixth grade, I did nothing. I did no work. I fought my third day. My, my third fucking day, it was raining, and we couldn't go to recess. And this kid was just talking shit. I beat him up in the coat room. <laughs> Third day, and, and what's crazy is, <laughs> I, dude, I know. Like, I sound like such an asshole. Like, I've changed so much. Um, what's crazy is, like, these kids were in school from kindergarten through eighth grade. It was a K through eight school. Relatively small school in Marion Village. It's not there anymore, but relatively small school. I beat this kid up third day uh, and kind of, like, asserted myself as, you know, you're not going to pick on me just because I wasn't in class with you for the last fucking seven years. So, beat this kid up. The teacher retires at the end of the year, passes everybody. I, I'm not kidding. I didn't do shit that whole year. That's how you go out, though. Yeah, she passed every Miss, Miss G, I am sure you are super dead. Miss <laughs> <laughs> G, I know you are super dead wherever you are. Um, was she old? Yeah, she was oh, old. Oh, she was retiring. She was retiring. So she was in her 60s at the time, probably. Yeah, and yeah. And, you know, like... Rest in peace, Mrs. G. R.I.P. Miss G. Like, she passed everybody. There was two of us that should have uh, should have definitely failed, and I was absolutely one of them. I can say that with, with the utmost confidence. So she passed everybody. Uh, me, I mean, she passed me with a shitty grade, but she passed me. And I was like, oh, my God. Catholic school is amazing. Apparently, if you pay for school, you can do whatever the fuck you want, and they pass you. That didn't work in seventh grade. <laughs> I was about to say, that's not how it works. No, seventh grade, I had a guy, dude, I remember this teacher's name. And I don't remember a lot of my teacher's names. I remember Miss G because, you know, she held me down, right? Uh, and I remember this guy because I actually became uh, pretty close with him the second time through. His name was Mr. Chaucer. And his first name was Dennis, Dennis Chaucer. So if Dennis Chaucer is out there, shout out to you, man. You held me down. He failed, he failed the fuck out of me. Like, absolutely <laughs> failed me. And it, like, it crushed me. I was like, oh, my God, this is real? I can fail? Uh, so but was he, it, like, Dangerous Minds, where it was because he was trying to help you? As I walked through the valley of the shadow, <laughs> there was no Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah, no, he, he absolutely was trying to help me. The second time through, I was a little less of an asshole, but still pretty much an asshole. Turns out I, sh- I almost failed the second time, too. I would have fucking... I would have literally ran away from home if I'd have failed the second time. I'm not gonna lie, this this is a big fear I have of of kid of my kids getting into like my son starts middle school next year and oh. and I I wasn't a fuck up, uh, but like you, I tested well. Yeah, I I always I you because you, you probably had did you take a lot of notes in class? No. Yeah, see, you just kind of absorbed it as it. they were talking, yeah. and then you just spit out the test answers. Exactly the same way. But, like, I think my senior year of high school, I probably did a total of 20 minutes of homework at home. Mm-hmm. The rest of it was in between classes and just to get by. Yeah. Ended up graduating with, like, a 2.9 B-, minus something like that. Yeah. When I could have applied myself. I, I said, yeah, but I, I truly don't even know what the fuck that means. You're like, 2.9 B-. minus. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, well, I mean... Yeah, I it, get it now. Four, I know somebody 4.0 says four point like, or three point seven five or something like that. That's they're good, yeah. but you know, so I didn't apply myself quite, and it's, I can already see that in one of my in my oldest son that he's headed the same direction. He's really smart and he totally gets it. He's always way ahead of the curve, but doesn't give a fuck about actually getting homework done. Uh-huh. And I see it. I see where this is going, but I do not want to have a fuck up. 
<laughs> that's simple as that. I don't want to be. I don't want to be the parent that's got the fuck up. You know why? Because you feel that's a reflection of you. Yeah, for but, sure. But is that like? Are we always responsible for our kids' actions? We're responsible for guiding them and teaching them, but are we actually responsible for their actions? This goes back to the like video games made my kid violent. Like, yeah, uh, you just were a shitty kid parent, and it's like my views have definitely changed. You know, these days, like as I became a parent, I've been like. I give him all, all the tools needed. You, you, here, let me put it in a different term. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink, right? I give him all the tools to be successful. And still, like, he, I, I always make fun of him because I'm like, you're like a 50% kid, which means that if I give you 100 tasks, you're going to do 50% of them. I can be like, hey, tie your shoes. And fucking one of his shoes will be untied. I'm like, how did you get distracted between shoe one and shoe two? My kids are like thirty percent kids. Yeah. Well, may- yeah. Fuck. Yeah, and maybe I was generous with the fifty, but no, he he does that all the time. Yeah, no, it's just it it because to me, when I say I don't want to have a fuck up, is because I feel like that is the point where you've, as a parent, lost control. Yeah. Where I where like control is the wrong word, but I've lost my grip you know it's yeah. like it's like you know, i i've already had to kind of have the existential crisis of i'm not in control of my child anymore because yeah. like he's gonna go out and ride his bike around the neighborhood or he's gonna go to school and and you know hear kids say racial slurs you know i can't control the inputs and outputs anymore i've already i've already gotten past that but now it's like it's like the idea of of completely it's like the idea of having a fuck up is like they're completely out of my reach and they're just doing whatever the fuck they want. They're not listening to me. They're not respectful to anybody. And I don't want to have that. Have you had those talks? Have you had like the racial talks and the, a little bit, I was listening to a rap record yesterday and N word was flying around. And I just, I just, my kids are minorities in their school. It's a, it's a very, international school a lot of muslim kids a lot of uh uh, south asian kids um a lot of uh somalian kids and so it's a beautiful culture at their school but i was just asking i was like do do you get do kids say racial slurs you got kids Mm -hmm. running around saying the n-word stuff like that and thank god they said no i hope they're being truthful yeah but you know this is around the time that i started like saying bad words like in my spare time do you remember start, when you started cussing and started saying bad stuff oh it was absolutely in grade school third fourth grade yeah i mean and i think that i attribute that to i hung around a lot of older people and i know that's weird but like you know my cousin my brothers they were like prominent people they were known throughout their uh respective circles as being people uh, I don't even know how to fucking word this. They they were known as being go-to people for various things. Are you like part of the mob? You you know it's when I fucking say when I say things like that, <laughs> it, it makes me feel like I am right. My brothers, my two brothers. Yes, they're notorious. Brothers, they come to me. <laughs> no, no, and and like I said, I the school I went to was a very uh, it was a it was a diverse school, but it was also I was the minority there as well, which is not not typical that's not real world like real world we are not obviously the minority the minority by any means um but in that respective school specifically i was and 
also the area I grew up in, very urban community. Like I, I never, never had that like awareness. Like, oh, this person's different. I just always felt we were all the same. We have absolutely had those talks with our oldest, um, primarily because my wife is 50% Mexican, you know? And so we had these talks up front, like you are technically part of a minority. You're a quarter, you know? You know, you probably apply. You 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 qualify for grants. Yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not by blood. It's not by blood for, to my kids because uh, um, we have different dads. But my two sisters are both half Mexican. Yeah. So yeah, we've we have the, the their last names are their last name is Castro. You know, so like we've had these some of these conversations. No relation to Fidel. No, not, <laughs> not Cubans. Oh my God, the like the amount of times we heard that. Yeah, I'm sure. It, it, because my mom still, like, my mom divorced that guy, but she still kept the name because it was yeah. at that point in her life where he's just like, fuck it, this is Castro now. Ooh, I just threw my mom's name out there. You want me to put, no, but, want me, beep, beep. Want me to put one of those on? Yeah. Um, but, uh, I'll, you know, you guys, you want to know my mom's address, too? <laughs> uh, There's a lot of beeps coming. Anyway, uh, you know, I, the one thing I will say is, you know, people come down on, I'm not. I'm not opening a big can of worms here, but people come down on PC culture and snowflakes and and yeah. and you know having to police everything we say. The 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 other side of that coin, the ben and I get the damage that that causes, but the benefit of that that I'm seeing of being more sensitive with the way we talk is, you know, the one thing that our schools are teaching is is empathy, and I didn't have that. My school didn't really. My schools didn't really teach that. I went to uppity rich white christian schools so the most racist shit i ever heard in my entire life was with the kids i went to school with and i and it's racist sexist homophobic all that stuff and man i i'm glad that there wasn't a lot of record back in the day of things i said because i would be canceled quickly um but um and so you know but hearing my kids talk about like other kids and and being afraid for them because they're muslims or you know things like that that's just like wow like yeah. i don't even have to obviously in my house we try to have this is a culture of everybody is the same you know we're everybody loves everybody it doesn't matter your creed sex gender uh orientation anything like that but like to have them kind of already be stepping into this empathetic mindset just because of the diversity in their school and the way they approach it it's not about being, it's not about being sensitive. It's not about not wanting to hurt people's feelings. It's about being like good people. I agree. And it's really cool. <laughs> you know, we've had these talks before because I know that <clears throat> I knew that you had some form of uh, religion in your background. You know, I wasn't sure to what extent, but I knew that it was there. And it's there for me as well. Um, and I almost feel like, and, I, and I've said this before, religion has in my opinion, it has one, one thing, one purpose, right? And that is to make you a better person. If you look at like all the things that religion done, it, it, it has always tried to make us a better person. And I think I got a lot of that from the people I was around. Like even if you look at the commandments and stuff like that, they're all like, they're very, as a, like very straightforward things that we should all know. It's like, don't bone your neighbor's wife. Check. You know what I'm saying? Don't steal shit check um by the way we're recording this in a practice space and if you start hearing music other bands are starting to practice we're, we're actually i think getting pretty close to wrapping up right yeah i mean and i honestly haven't heard a lot of the stuff in the background so i haven't I think either it's, i, think I, it's I actually, heard a couple couple kick drums just yeah. popping through um 
Yeah, you know, it's it's interesting as somebody who is recently out of the spiritual community, the mm-hmm. church community. You know, my wife and I, as a family, we left the church maybe three or four years ago and, you know, still kind of working out uh, what that means for our faith or lack thereof. So, you know, as a fresh ex-Christian, as I'll call it, that's, yeah, a, you know, sure. that's the best way to put it. Um, the interesting thing is, and I've seen it come up in like issues that I've had with friends and stuff like that, where I approach things, even though I don't, I'm not really sure what I believe in as far as a God or something anymore. I approach things like in the Jesus way first, you know, it's like, so like, I believe that like a lifestyle of forgiveness is the right way to live Agreed. regardless of, you know, so, and that's something that doesn't track with a lot of people. So it, it kind of, it, you know, I've found myself kind of butting heads with people sometimes about that sort of thing, because it's just as a culture, we don't really think that way, but I've only ever known in my little culture to think that way. I so agree. I might not even, I, I might not believe in, in whatever anymore, but this idea of like, no, a lifestyle of forgiveness and love and grace and mercy and all that stuff is like so good. So I just, it's my default position. Yeah, no, I agree. And, uh, <clears throat> for me, you know, I, I left the church and religious thinking a long time ago. It, it was, uh, much longer than, than you ago. Um, for me though, it's like, I've often had this debate with people. Can morals exist without religion or do, or does religion teach you morals? And which kind of led me down the path that I'm very glad that I had the upbringing I did. For me, I think there's too much that goes on in the church for me to subscribe to anything. You know, I think people use religion as a a weapon. I mean, I think I think that's the easiest way to put it. People use it as a, a weapon, and if you're weaponizing anything, it's it's not a good thing. That's a that's a people thing. They shouldn't be doing that. Um, but I appreciate the things that I learned as an altar boy. I appreciate the things I learned throughout school um, in a Catholic school. And I appreciate the people around me that kept me grounded when I was saying reckless shit just to be funny. Mm-hmm. You know, I appreciate them uh, reeling me in. So it's definitely lended itself to how I believe today is just, I, I simply put it as, I don't want any drama. Like, I just don't want any drama. Like, I'm all about lifting your friends up like I'll do whatever I can to help my friends get ahead and uh I think you know you and I are the same person in that regard again why your yeah wife was watching my kid um <laughs> wow we went deep there for a minute mm-hmm. um so I think that we need to lift her up and we need to talk about that two chains record <laughs> let me okay so shout out to my homie Kylo, I don't know if he's going to see this, but probably, and it, this goes back to, I'm fucking terrible with time frames. I have no idea when the original 2 Chains came out, like when he stopped being Titty Boy and started being 2 Chains. He's got a record on, it's probably his second major 2 Chains release called 36. And it goes 36, that's how many ounces in a brick. 36. Uh, that's where you... That's the... And that's why... So 2 chains taught me exactly how many ounces were in a brick of cocaine. Um, but <clears throat> when that record was going around, 
you know, I don't always look like the person that likes rap, but that's literally where I came from. I came from the South End. Rap was what I knew first, long before hardcore. I was about 13 or 14 before I started getting introduced to hardcore and, and that being, you know, Visions of Disorder and, and like stuff like that. Like, you know, Rami, R.I.P. Rami, um, my cousin Mike, they're who introduced me to that. But before that, my cousin had introduced me to um, rap. You know, and so I got a very, very extensive rap background. I was even in a joke rap group. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, uh, the same thing. I mean, my stepdad introduced me to like Pantera and uh, Metallica and Prong and shit like that when I was, you know, 92, 93, you know, so I was nine, 10 years old. But before that, it was like, Man, to this day, I still want. I, I mean, like, every, I, I look at Craigslist all the time to see if we can find a '64 Impala with hydraulics in it. And if You're I, and I actually, I actually want to get one, and I want to put hydraulics in it because my bread and butter is Dr. Dre videos. You know, '91, '92, like that was my first, like my first, like stuff on my own. I was really getting into was rap music. Yeah. And it's funny because I, one of my coworkers a couple of years ago asked me, she's like, "So what kind of music do you listen to?" And I was like, "Rap and metal." Yeah. And she goes, "Oh, so like every other suburban white kid." <laughs> and I was like, oh, wow. oh, that's real though. Yeah, it's re- it's it's crazy how rap made a comeback. I remember, uh, you know, when we met and when we were playing metalcore, emo core, like whatever you want to, whatever core you want to call what, what you know our bands were doing. It wasn't cool to like rap anymore. Like it was definitely that whole thing went away. And then, you know, it's crazy how trends go because in came at some point electronic and dubstep right Mm -hmm. i don't know if you ever got into any of that shit i mean i was really really big into electronic stuff in like 99 like the chemical brothers and prodigy r.i.p keith flint r.i.p keith flint one of the most important people of my childhood let me stop you for a second because i was talking about prodigy one day and my coworker he he fired back with like the best thing i i screen capped that he had died and i sent it to him and he's kind of like he's very clean cut but he has a lot of the upbringing that we have. Like mm-hmm. he he like he knows all about these old new metal bands and shit. And I'm like, if I looked at him, I would absolutely say you don't know a fucking thing about any of those. But he knows about all of them. So I, I screen cap it. I send it to him, and he goes, "Damn." In other news, uh, where where was Prodigy from? Uh, the UK? UK. He goes in other news, the UK, uh, <laughs> arson. <laughs> arson and battery are down one percent and he was referencing smack my bitch up and Firestarter, uh, and i was like that's a dad joke yeah but i absolutely i couldn't stop thinking about true it. true story i gotta say this to, to to uh that's good though yeah see I, uh, it, to, it'll, it'll sit with you it's like capsaicin to, like it'll keep on building and all of a sudden you just keep thinking about it to defend my my boys in the prodigy my boys your boys smack my bitch up it does not refer to actually hitting a woman. Right. It's a some British phrase that's like taking it to the fullest. Yeah. But anyway, yes. No, I agree. It is hilarious though. But when someone hears the word smack my bitch up, they always go, why would you want to listen to that misogynistic yeah. shit? I, oh my God. I That's the whole, the triggered community is something else today. Like you can, you can think anything is something other than it is. Well, that's true. Yeah, like, and and I'm fine with that. Like, do whatever you want with all that. Like, I know how I live. I know how my friends live. I'm cool with that. I just thought that that was that was really funny. I hope, uh, I hope more dad jokes slash puns come out of more things. And and, and I, maybe I'm a dark human, 
but there is no such thing as too soon for me. That's I that, agree with that for the most part. Give me an example. Like what's what's give me a too soon. Like did you did anybody ever hit you with something that you were like, oh, like I I kind of like that, but it was too soon. Oh yeah, that happens all the time. I don't know. It I, never happens. I, I don't for think me. I could have something. I don't think I could serve up an example. It never happens to me. Serve up. Serve up. Wow. Digital. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Talk about something that somebody who is our parents' age would not understand what we mean when we say serve up. Yeah. Um, no, I don't know. I couldn't think of – but I know what you're saying. I'm, I'm okay with too soon jokes oh, for the I, most part. Dude, count me in. I actually have a uh... – The fact that people are still tiptoeing around 9-11 jokes is like crazy to me. That was – we don't. We don't got to go there. No, we don't. But, <laughs> but that's like almost twenty years ago at this point. Um, I thought of this this morning. I'm tw- uh, two years away from a twenty year high school reunion. This is so fucking See, bonkers. Did I? Did I luck out? Because I. I okay. Let's I go, skipped my tenure and ruined my wife. Let's, so let's drop back to this. I dropped out. That's what I did. I dropped out because, you know, when I had the strict. I didn't know that about you. Yeah. I knew that from from what Sierra told me, I knew that you were kind of a fuck-up, but mm-hmm. I did not know that you... You motherfucker. I'm you called kidding. me a fuck-up. No. I, I literally did on purpose to call know, back no. earlier. No, I, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> no, I... um, Yeah, I left. I left school in my... It, I think I was in my... What a nice way. I left school. I left school. I was like, <laughs> peace. No, um, I left school... In my you know junior senior year, I, I actually don't even fucking know because because I failed seventh, I would have technically graduated had I stayed in two thousand one. I was originally supposed to graduate in two thousand when I was seventeen, but I failed seventh, so I would have graduated in oh one. What happened was I've never been in the position to be able to skip school before. You know, through Catholic middle school, they like chained the doors. You were in the same class all day. Our Crazy. teachers fucking rotated. Really? Yeah. I didn't I didn't switch classes, so I couldn't skip school. So when I got to ninth grade, I was like, um, there's no chain on that door. And my friend's like, why would there be? And I'm like, dude, can I leave? Fuck yeah, you can leave. Cool. I started school on a win oh shit, hit the mic. I started school on a Wednesday, skipped on Friday. What I figured out and this is probably super common knowledge, but I just never was in a position to learn it. What grade the, was this? This was ninth grade. You dropped out in ninth grade? No, I dropped oh. out in 12th. Oh, okay. I, I figured this out in ninth grade. So ninth grade, I was like, hold on. So they take attendance in your first class? And then, like, you have to walk to classes. Like, what happens if you just don't go to class? And everybody's like, nothing happens. <laughs> Fun happens. And I'm stay like, Stay in school, kids. <laughs> yeah, stay in school. I was like, holy shit. So... Me and my friend Kyle, we were like, fuck it. Let's skip school. First, the first Friday, let's skip school. Started school on a Wednesday by Friday. And we only, we had what's called block schedules. So we only had four classes a day and then lunch. They were double the length. And then halfway through the year, you switched to a different four classes. So a lot of people have like eight classes a day, right? That wasn't us. So when you're skipping a class, you're skipping like over an hour of class. Like it's a crazy amount. So we skip. We fucking bounce out. Um, neither one of us drove. It's ninth grade. Shit. Kick drums again. Sorry. Um, we were like, oh, we're dodging behind cars and shit. Like, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. I saw a city truck. I'm like, he's got a radio. He's going to radio the cops. <laughs> Dude, we didn't even make it. Like, I'm not kidding. So from the school to Parsons Avenue was like a block and a half. 
We didn't even make it to Parsons Avenue. I left school at 9.15, and we made it about five houses before Parsons, and we're too afraid to cross Parsons. I happen to know a guy that lived in that house. He was a, he was a friend of my cousin's. We ducked in his house and waited till school was over to leave. Like, that's how paranoid I was. I got really good at skipping, though. Like, phenomenal. Like, I was like, I'm out this bitch. Dude, I was too, I was a, too afraid to get in trouble. I was a straight and narrow kid. Not me. So it started by, I started just skipping like one class. Um, by the second and third year, like junior year, I was like, I'd go to the first class and then I was fucking gone. That's it. I was gone for the day. Well, I got caught for truancy. So we got a little, we got a little background music. I don't even music. hear it though in here. I, th- I, I don't really hear it either. I'm wondering if you can hear it on the camera and the mics because these are condenser mics. Uh, maybe I'll try and edit it out or something. But anyway, so I go to, uh, I, I, they took me downtown. I think we're good, actually. They took me downtown. Really? Oh, yeah. They took me downtown. But I'm a caveat with, I was a huge Bone Thugs and Harmony fan, right? That's important to the story, and I'm going to tell you why in a minute. They take me downtown. They sit me in this room with other kids that got caught for truancy. And it was, it was a fucking, it was bullshit how they caught me in the first place. They, I'm walking. I look back. I look forward. Boom, there's a cop there. I was like, oh, shit, a cop. I tried to walk around him. Like, I was, like, real slick. Like, oh, hey, officer. Go around him. He's like, hey, sir. Do you have a note? Why are you out of school? I said, I'm sick. He goes, uh, well, I got to take you back to the school and get a note. I said, oh, all right. He opens the fucking paddy wagon doors. I get in. There's like seven other kids in there. I'm like, okay, this is a, this is a fucking operation. Like they're, they're hemming people up right now. I didn't I, know this was still a thing. Well, I don't know if it was, if it is now, it definitely was even when I was then. in ninth grade. It was definitely a thing. So I'm in the car. He starts driving to the school. And mind you, I'm only a block from the school at this time. This is as far as I made it my first day of school, but this is my third year of school. So he gets me in the car, and then I hear the radio, and he's talking to other cars. He's like, yeah, we have another one walking up Kossif. And we're like, oh, shit. They got parked cars all over the place. It's an operation. They're, like, snagging kids up. Crazy. Dude, it's fucking crazy. So he goes, we're going to take you back to the school. I'm like, no big deal takes me to school, pulls in the parking lot, and then pulls out the other side to go get another kid. I'm like, damn, I'm going to juvenile. Takes me downtown. They sit me in front of this, or they stand me in front of this paper, and this paper has like, I don't know, a list of 20 things on it. You you look around, and you've got 15 kids. I got the burps like crazy. I got 15 kids standing around just staring at these like list of rules. They're staring at him. He goes, nobody can sit down until you can recite those top to, you know, top to bottom. And that was like their way of saying like, you're going to stand until your parents come get you. I'm standing there. I'm reading them. I'm like replaying them back in my head. Look around. Everybody's standing. I'm like, I'm going to sit, man. Fuck this. I sit down. He comes barging in. I told you to stand until you could recite them. I just started. One, two, three, four. I get down. It's like, I think it's like 18. I get down 18. I say it all. And he's like, I, okay. I, I guess you can sit. And I was like, I like Bone Thugs in Harmony. And in my mind, <laughs> and in my mind, it's because Bone has so, so many lyrics. <laughs> they have so many lyrics per verse. And I memorized all the Bone Thugs lyrics. They had so many lyrics per verse. I looked at all that and was like, that's like a quarter of a Bone verse. I can do this. Hilarious. Dude, I was I was so confident in myself. But yeah, I was the Were only Were you mother- reciting it in like 
No, there was there was none of that, but I absolutely hit it top to fucking bottom, and he and he was like, "Okay, I guess you can sit down." It's crazy. It's crazy to me. The truancy thing—that's so crazy. So for me in high school, going to a Baptist high school, you know, you were talking earlier about getting away with stuff because you play you pay tuition. Yeah. Not in my high school. You only got away with stuff if your parents were donors. Oh. Uh, so man, if your parents were dropping sixty G's, you know, like if, Jeez, if your parents—that's a real thing. If your parents were were there's there's no way that's not coming through the mic. Wouldn't we be hearing it? I have no fucking idea. I mean, I can hear it a little bit, but I it's mean, not anywhere but, but near our I, vol- volume of our voice. Can let me just be quiet for like three seconds. Yeah, I mean, we're definitely getting a couple lights. Yeah, we're we're getting some lights. It's, it's all right. We'll be fine. I actually think that it's not going to be as bad as you think it is. It's uh, not. It's not. But uh, you know, if your if your parents are dropping sixty G's to help build a new science lab or a new wing for the gym or something like that. Those were the kids who could get away with whatever the fuck they wanted. The rest of us, fuck no, dude. It's interesting you say that because one of the kids that was a grade below me, I'm not going to say his name because honestly, I have no idea where this kid is today. I, I can only imagine based on what I'm about to tell you that he's he went on to be something of himself. So he was a kid, um, really good at basketball. I mean, like, disgustingly good at basketball. Seventh grade, just disgusting. He, like, destroyed all of us every time. Is his name Titty Boy, later known as 2 Chains? 2 Chains? No. It was not. I wish it were. If I had known 2 Chains, my life would be completely different. That's a, that's a hundred... I... Factual... Factual information. Um, <laughs> no, so this kid had his two uncles. One played for the Falcons, and one played for the Bulls crazy yeah and so we had a we didn't have a gym at our school i mean i don't know if you guys had a gym but we We did not have a fucking gym it was the most podunk little bullshit ass school and it's probably why it shut down because it was bullshit (laughs) uh there was a a field right across the street well his two uncles one being for the falcons one being for the bulls offered to buy that and build us a gym on that location and the guy who owned that property before he died he had there was one house on it and it's still a park to this day. It's Moeller Park, uh, right on the corner of, it's like Eighth, Brook, uh, and oh, Hanford and Freebus. I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, there was one house on that. That was it. And he said, and I quote, he's it, well, this is what I heard. I, I don't know what the fuck he said, but what I heard was that he was not fond of the Catholics. And he said, under no circumstance <laughs> are they allowed to purchase this land. I want this land to go to the uh, city to be a park. And I was like, that's fucking crazy. So they, they were offering to buy it and make it like a thing for the school. And he shut that shit down. Is that the park where they do like, where there's always people doing like bootleg fireworks at 4th of July? That's every park. No, no, that's on Southwood. Oh, yeah. That's actually Southwood Elementary School. Yeah. Yeah. I've gone to see some bootleg fireworks there a couple times. You know what's crazy is uh, growing I have, up. I had friends who lived on Southwood. Really? Yeah, I had some friends, uh, the friends actually that went to... Talking about street names, like you're listening to this knowing what we're talking about. You have no idea. You have no idea, son. Uh, no, honestly, like, who's going to listen to this? Just a rich neighborhood in Columbus, no big deal. That shit ain't rich. My brother bought a house on Southwood for $9,000. <laughs> $9,000. Okay. And, and put 10000 into Just, it. Just uh, next to a rich neighborhood in you Columbus. You know what I'm saying? It's like right outside of a rich neighborhood. <laughs> but no, that that's how Columbus is. That's how Columbus is. It's like, it's all rich fucking neighborhoods that are just outside ghettos and slums. I mean, like, Bexley. 
Like, are you fucking kidding me? Bexley? Bexley is like million dollar homes. Uh, I think, I actually think the mayor lives there. Yeah. Yeah. So is the governor. Yeah, exactly. But then like you crashed some fucking railroad tracks and it's like section eight yep. project all day. Did you ever venture into any projects when you were a kid? Venture into? Yeah. No. Like, no? Did you have any pro- Where did you? Okay, you said you grew up in Grand Rapids. Did you have project communities around where you were? <laughs> around where I was, no. But, uh, you know, I did live in more low-income neighbor- areas. Uh, was generally mostly white and Mexican. Mm-hmm. Really big Mexican population in Grand Rapids because of it was like a settlement for migrant worker families. Um, really good Mexican food. Uh, but no, I, but I, I, I lived on like, you know, a man-made lake that the parking lots at the mall drained into. We used to catch fish. We used to catch fish. I keep, we keep, we keep saying we're going to end and then we go, we just No, keep, we got, we got another few minutes. We'll wrap it up, but I'm fucking super invested in this story. What do you mean you used to catch fish? So we had, we had a, we lived on a lake. It was called Lake Eastbrook because it was behind the Eastbrook mall. Uh-huh. Um, which was the sh- the shitty mall, and um, we lived next to an apartment complex, but it was a really low income neighborhood, and our yard backed up to this lake, but it was like the grossest. I mean, it was parking lot water draining into it. Parking lot, you know, water. like you got the sewer drains in the middle of parking lots. This is where they were going, okay, from this mall. Where did the original water come from? Did they just did they just build <laughs> Dude, it and put it there? I think so. Okay. I don't know. Okay. There was fountains in it and shit, so I assume it was man-made. So <laughs> yeah, it, was, yeah. it was, and it was stocked with bluegill, little ass fish. And I remember big fucking mouths. And you don't want to eat those anything that came out of this. We did. There was always legends of this one old lady who was always fishing, and everybody said that she was actually fishing for her dinner. Oh my god! But there was Dude, just it I was love just urban it legends. was just kid legends. And but we're, we're gonna do a whole. Like on the next one or the, you know, a few from now, we got to do a whole thing on urban legends. I'd love to hear some of the shit that you heard in Grand Rapids. And I want to see where some of our yeah. urban legends connected. We would go out there with our little kid fishing lures because it was our backyard. And drop line? Did you drop line fishing? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we were straight up just trying to catch whatever we could. And we would pull these bluegill out and you would pull them off the hook. And they already got like six or seven holes in their mouth. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah, so like everybody's were... catching these things and everybody's throwing them back. And, and they're just, I'm surprised they didn't have like six eyes. I mean, it was gross water. Like and... uh, when you say, when you talk about fish with multiple eyes, I immediately go to Simpsons. Well, yeah. Simpsons every yeah. fucking time. Yeah. Maybe that's a generational thing, but yeah. every time. No, I agree. This is probably a good place to end. I got to. You got you got I, something else for I me. I got to just go back really quick because we we talked about two chains for a second and then jumped off. Oh, believe me, not let's, a, let's I, do it. I'll be honest with you. I was not a huge two chains guy. Like I thought the pretty girls like trap music was a decent record. Never thought he was the best rapper in the world. Uh, you know, it it no, nothing ever like hit me in a way that made it click with me. I had no, I like I think he's totally cool. I think his show Most Expensivist is so oh, awesome. I love it. And I think he's hilarious. But this new one came out and it just clicked. And I feel like it's one of the first rap records I've really fallen in love with this year. Yeah. And the NCAA song, man. Did you know that in those gang vocals, the NCAA, LeBron James is one of Did them. Did you know LeBron James is an A&R for the album? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, isn't that fucking crazy? No, I uh I I saw uh 
tons of behind the scenes like two chain stuff right i always watch that stuff i follow like dj academics i love the joe budden podcast so like i'm very i'm very uh involved in like urban and hip-hop culture i love that shit love it i actually get more hype on that than i do metal music but i get more hype on metal music than that so you know i mean it's a it's a oh shit it's like a back and forth right but uh no he he uh he reached out to lebron fucking james to be an A and R, and I don't know if that's like. First of all, he offered to pay him, which is tight because you know Braun's got like all the fucking money in the world, and he's still like, "Let me pay you," and I, that's my two chains voice. Let me pay you. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know. He sounds nothing like that. He's been smoking for like ten years. Um, no, but that's just the tightest shit ever. Like, you know, two chains has an actual basketball background. He could have went pro, right? I think that's the whole thing. Like, he could yeah. have went pro. Um, and then he got a pro basketball star to A and R the record, and and LeBron is like always up on new. Hip-hop. And that song, the song I'm talking about, NCAA, which is easily my favorite track on the record, uh, lyrically is about it's time to pay our college basketball uh, athletes. I mean, so they're getting paid, like. But the bigger picture is is you know it's time to stop letting letting them be the one of the most popular sports for free i don't see i don't agree with that that's fair do you, do you agree with that i do i don't and here's why the reason it's the best to watch is because they're fucking hungry to get to that next level that i agree with and so if you took that away i agree with that if you take that away they're not gonna they're gonna be like mama i made it like it's you're not gonna have the same level of competition like they're fucking hungry to show why that pro team needs to draft them first that's that's my take on it and i am not a sports guy it's fair i i'm fucking, not really a sports guy either yeah but like but that's my take on it like i think you make a good point i probably still disagree on principle yeah. but I think uh, you well, make a, what principle tell me you know for me it's like so many people are making money off of them that i just oh yeah so to me, I do it, not to, agree. I mean, I, I to me, it sorry, feels I don't like with that. to me, it feels like, uh, it it's like, uh, dog fighting or something like that. You know, where it, th- that is a really yeah, that's a fu- that was I swung the pendulum really hard Sink there. That one for me, like I have no idea where you're going with that one. I I swung the pendulum really hard there, but it's just it's it's so many people are making money on the backs of people who aren't. Oh. That, yeah, and that's that's true in many fields. I, mean, I agree with that. Think about like – we talked about corporations for a second earlier, right? You work for a smaller company, mm-hmm. but your smaller company does a lot of work for corporations, mm-hmm. right? The corporation I work for being one of them. Mm-hmm. We know that. I think about all the people doing the, 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 the work that we're doing along with the people that are doing the work at your place – and then what that attri- what that leads to in corporation money? I can't be mad at that. Like I can't be mad at that. Like they put themselves in the position to do that. They have built the architecture to need that. And like honestly, if I start bitching about that, they're gonna lose. They're not gonna need me as the cog or need your company as the cog. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's why I feel like that. Like it's almost like the Republican Democrat argument. Like the well, why should they be taxed more? Because they made that money. 
I kind of see that. Like, sure. Yeah, I kind of see that. Like, I, I'm not, I'm not mad at that, but I would like to see if they are part of that organization and they are helping uh, make those profits. They definitely shouldn't have student loans. I'm not, and that's the thing is I am not advocating for. I think that college sports, uh, somebody who is 19 years old doesn't need to be making, doesn't need to be signing $50 million contracts no, by any all. means. But, you know, to me, it's like it, college sports are so much more fun and they're so much more real. And, Agreed. and it's like you think about the, ma- the amount of money so many people are making off of Ohio State gear. Just, oh I mean, I mean that, that. I mean that's just relevant to us, and uh, so our players, our college players, should be compensated in some way. Uh, you know, whether it be you absolutely have a free ride no matter what, yeah, free housing, free everything, or something. <laughs> I don't know. I, you know, uh, this is a bigger conversation we could have, but it is, and we're not the right people to even have this conversation. No. Because, <laughs> What I do, what I do, what I was getting at in the first place is I love that a very popular rapper and a and arguably probably the greatest basketball player of all time. Uh, nah, get, you I might get, get yourself in trouble, but I agree with you. Uh, you know, it's a different a different era nowadays, but yeah, um, would come together on a song that bangs so fucking hard. <laughs> I agree. Just to say, hey guys, can we treat our players better? Because right now it's like a show. It's like a, it's like people just you know, being people making money off of people who aren't making money. I agree. So. Yeah, I think with that we should probably wrap up. For the yeah, day. I mean, fuck, man, we we put down an hour and thirty three. Fuck yeah, we yeah, did. we killed we were it. Shooting for an hour. We were shooting for an hour. We killed it. Yeah. So. Uh, if you like what you hear, subscribe to the podcast. Uh, we are going to put the videos up on YouTube. The YouTube videos are probably going to be staggered after the podcast, so we're going to try and release the podcast. A few days later, release the video. So, you know, if you want to watch the video, wait. I think we'll put those up, what, you think, Friday? Sure. Yeah, put them up Friday. Um, give people a chance to watch those all weekend if they want, um, and then catch the podcast. So hopefully this podcast is on all of the major subscribers. Um Honestly, I didn't do any. I didn't do any work to figure out how to fucking get this on any you know, major platform. The, Jeff was much more prepared for this than I was, but in general, we could have been more prepared. We could have absolutely. We didn't even fucking <laughs> like. I was texting him on the way home, like, or on the way here, like, "Hey, you have a table? Kid, you have a table? <laughs> because we fucking need a table to set these things on. We didn't even know whose so, house we were gonna do shout it out at. to Jordan Slack because uh, this is his amp that we're using right here. This is a a beer table." Uh, improv um, it's so open we, on the back though so it's, I could, it's like, totally open on the back beer on the back of his stuff I got my foot cocked up on it like yo yo so if any if any uh, supplement companies like for gut health <laughs> want to sponsor us probiotics I will happily talk about it for 10 minutes beforehand yeah absolutely holler holler at us fucking we are all about we need some we're new all mics. about gut health yeah, we're all about gut health. <laughs> we're all about donuts. We're all about beer. You already see we shouted out Seventh Son. We shouted out Clint. Local. Yeah, drink local. Even if you shop or don't eat local, you better drink local. Like that's a. It's funny because it, that's a. You don't need beer. Total, total, like extra shit, right? Still gonna drink local. 
Fucking do it. Let's. I almost brought a bottle of whiskey instead. I tell you, I would not have drank that. <laughs> I do not fuck with whiskey. Cheers. Heckin' Cool Dads podcast, episode one. Hope it was fun for you guys. It was fun for us. Peace. Yep.